coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 81 of the Joe Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it is an all, all elite wrestling podcast today. We're looking at all out. It's the preview to all out plus a few, probably four or five other topics about all elite wrestling had some other things that we could have gotten into i'm gonna save for next week it is an all elite wrestling podcast you know where you can find me you can find me at link tr.ee slash two sweet pod that's where all of my listings are for this podcast so no best thing funniest thing this week i know number one spot this week but we are taking questions this week we had a mailbag and I said it out on Twitter, I said, taking all questions for this week's edition of the Two Sweet Podcast. And we have a few questions. We got two podcasts that join in. Thank you so much. We're going to get to the first one. This is Get Your Wrestling Podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Get Your Podcast. They ask, who is the best mid-card wrestler ever? That is a tough one. That's a good question. I am going to have to go with double A, baby. Owen Anderson never quite got his chance to be world champion, but I loved Owen Anderson, man. I love that spine buster. I love the fact that he was an awesome tag team wrestler as well. Overall, phenomenal wrestler in the ring and could go on the microphone. You could go with a lot of wrestlers as mid-court, best mid-court wrestler ever, but I am going to go with Owen Anderson. Next up, we have Anthony and Alex at AA Talk Stuff. That's where you can find them on Twitter. They have a po- awesome podcast, just like Get Your Wrestling Podcast. Two awesome podcasts. Anthony and Alex had a few questions. They asked, Who's my favorite male wrestler? And that is an easy one. I'm going to go with the Stinger on that one. Sting, he got me into wrestling, and he has been my all time. Favorite all time. Favorite female wrestler that acts as well. This one might be a surprise because I'm an old school guy, but I am going with Tessa Blanchard here. Like, I've never seen a female wrestler that has it all like she has it all. And I got great respect for all of the female wrestlers that have came into the wrestling business. But Tessa Blanchard, from a promo perspective, from a believability perspective, a character perspective, and from an in-ring ability perspective, she has it all, and I'm all in on Tessa Blanchard. They also asked my favorite tag team ever. And while I'm an old school guy, I grew up in the heyday of tag teams, but this tag team wasn't quite in the early 90s. They came in the mid-90s. That is Harlem Heat, baby. I loved me some Harlem Heat. Booker T, Stevie Ray, the coolest, at least one of the coolest entrance themes you have ever heard. Managed by Sensational Sherry at one point as well. They were an awesome tag team. And they also asked... Would you erase any one of them to give one of the others unlimited spotlight and push? I would not erase any of them because all of those wrestlers have had phenomenal spotlights throughout their careers. So we are going to move on into the topics. Thank you very much. Get your wrestling podcast, Anthony and Alex. 
Thank you for the questions. I will be doing the same next week, so feel free to join in with your questions. So we're going to move on into the topics of the day today. Had a lot of things that we could have gotten into, but it is an all, all elite wrestling podcast. Say that two times fast. So the first thing we're going to look at today is the Kenny Omega promo on John Moxley. Obviously, John Moxley is out uh, with an elbow infection. Unfortunately, cannot participate at all out. And Kenny Omega just cut a promo all on him. Talked about how John Moxley went down to New Japan, tried to win a tournament that he won. And he just really laid into him. And it was fantastically done. But I got to say that I really do not like them positioning Kenny Omega as a heel. Like, ever since he's debuted in all the wrestling, he's been a face. And wow, this is a phenomenal way to advance the story. I got to give him credit for that. It was a phenomenal problem. It's a phenomenal way to advance the story. And, like, well done overall because the all of we, we are thinking about now is Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. That's the next big match for All Elite Wrestling. But I guess that Omega as a heel in this field is very questionable, but I'll give it a chance to see how it works out. It could be, be, could be a blessing in disguise, excuse me, because when John Moxley comes back, that crowd, wherever they are, whatever city they are in, Whatever event it is, that crowd is gonna pop, baby. And this feud will be on and popping. And look, I cannot wait to see when that happens. I cannot wait. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. It is gonna be phenomenal. So, speaking of injuries and speaking of John Moxley being out, should AEW start looking into exclusive rights in their contracts? Uh, we had a couple of injuries. John Moxley out, obviously. And it was reported that Phoenix was hurt as well. Possibly had a broken leg at a wrestling event. And, man, for like a good 20 minutes, everybody was worried that Phoenix would be out of all out. That he was seriously injured. Thank goodness that he's not. But that got me thinking, man. I was on, that was on Twitter Friday night. Last Friday night, I think it was. And it got me thinking. Man, is it time for All Elite to start signing these wrestlers to exclusively, exclusively, excuse me, to their companies and putting a hold on the companies that their wrestlers can work for? So, I look, here's the thing. Something like that would be extremely unpopular amongst the wrestling community, amongst wrestlers, but All Elite... Wrestling is a big company now. They have their own TV deal to TNT. And I got to say that I wouldn't necessarily like it per se, but I would totally understand it. You have this big company. You're going head up with NXT on Wednesday night. And all it takes is for one or two big names to get hurt. And that could ruin an entire card. Like, what if Omega gets hurt somewhere? Ah, you could have had Moxley and Phoenix out for All Out. That would have really put a damper on things. And I could understand it if they went down this road. 
Ah, uh, look, man, just think about since we're going into the Wednesday, quote unquote, Wednesday night wars. Just think about if the Monday night wars, if we had that going on WCWWF without exclusive contracts and like WCWWF would be letting their wrestlers work elsewhere. Like that would have been a weird time. But as we stand here, like you gotta watch out for injuries. You gotta account that guys can get hurt in these other places that you let them work. So, like I said, I wouldn't be against it one bit. I'd understand if people would get upset, but I totally understand it from uh, AEW's standpoint as well. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we I've heard a lot of talk lately, and this is on the heels of. When uh, Matt and Nick and Cody, they set up a video. I think it was on Being the Elite or on one of their YouTube channels. They were talking about Moxley's injury. They're talking about how uh, what they would do with Kenny Omega. And they said, how about making a triple threat match? And then one of them said, no, that'd be too much like WWE. That got Twitter up in the uproar, uproar excuse me. And it had people saying, why do they keep talking about WWE? And I get it. It can be a bit annoying. But here's the deal, man. WCW did it back in the day. And they thrived with it. And here's the deal. Obviously, AEW is number two. So you win your number two. You can do all of the talking that you want. Obviously, here's the deal. WWE, and I've been saying this for a long time, WWE can't do any talking because it'll look like they'll, they are coming down to AEW, quote unquote. But AEW can do all the talking that they want because they are number two. What can they lose behind it? WWE has a lot to lose by going in the back and forth with AEW. But here's the overall deal. They have to deliver and they've been doing a pretty decent job of delivering so far obviously wcw they talk they talk trash bischoff continued to talk trash but they delivered and eventually overtook wwf i don't think AEW is gonna overtake wwe anytime soon but they gotta deliver on the product they can't overtake nxt so they gotta deliver on the product if they're gonna talk trash so one of the last stories we're getting into, CM Punk, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Here we are again. We got people talking about CM Punk. He, I put forth a video hyping his StarCast appearance this Saturday. And he was in the ring. He was taking some bumps. And it was a funny video. And But, but here's the thing. We got people now getting all excited. Oh, man. CM Punk probably coming back. This this is exciting and look while I love the video and while I get the excitement like it would be huge for AEW if that were to happen it would be a groundbreaking thing but I'm at the point now to where I've lost my I don't know if I can say luster I've lost my excitement of seeing CM Punk come back in the wrestling ring like it would be a huge thing but. As it stands right now, the guy seems like he's done with wrestling. So at this standpoint, I'm at a standpoint of it would be a great thing. But if he's done with wrestling, then let him be done with wrestling. Let's stop getting excited for every pay-per-view, for AEW, every AEW pay-per-view thinking, oh man, CM Punk might show up. Like, let's move on to what we have on the card 
And at this standpoint, man, it would be a tremendous thing. But if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm going to have a fantastic time either way it goes on Saturday. Two quick notes before we get into the pay-per-view breakdown. As it stands for the AEW Women's Title Match uh, uh, on the opening show for AEW on TNT, it was noted that the winner of the Battle Royale would be one of the participants in on in the match, excuse me. But according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they will be facing the winner of Rio and Hikiru Shida at All Out. That match at All Out, they will be facing the winner of that, and that will go down at the first show on AEW on TNT. Also noted. The next AEW pay-per-view is likely set for November. This was reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to hop right on into it. The All Elite Wrestling All Out Breakdown. We're about to hop into this thing right now. I am super excited about this pay-per-view. I gotta say that... You know, I'm not super excited about the price. It's $49.99 at this standpoint in this day and age of wrestling pay-per-views. I'm one to say that that's too much. But here's the deal. I'm going to be putting in people and I'm going to sit down. I will be watching it. Don't know if I'm going to be able to get all of them for $49.99, but we'll see on that in the future. First up, we're going to start right at the top and work our way down to the bottom. Starting off right at the top. AEW World Championship on the line. Chris Jer- the beautiful World Championship. Chris Jericho versus Adam Hangman Page. This is, for me, the biggest match of the night. Look, you're crowning the World Champion for the first time. There, it is no undisputed doubt that this should be the main event. Unless you have a surprise debut coming later in the night in other matches. We'll see. But as for the match itself, Chris Jericho won the right when he defeated Kenny Omega at double or nothing. And here it is. I expect this to be a phenomenal match. Obviously a candidate for match of the night. Adam Hangman Page. This should be a great match. Uh, We have the bigger Hangman Page. Not that big against a smaller Chris Jericho. But he's not that small as well. So it makes for a good dynamic. But at the end of the day, who should win? We have this debate going round and round, and there's cases to be made for both guys. If you put the title on Adam Page, you're going to have a star-making moment for the guy. A huge pay-per-view, a huge match, and one of the biggest names in all of wrestling right now, Chris Jericho. It would solidify Adam Hangman Page as a star in this company. If Chris Jericho wins, you put the title on an established name as you're heading toward October for the first show on AEW on TNT. So I could very much understand if they put the title on Chris Jericho. A lot of people are comparing it to Brock Lesnar, and I'm here to say, no, that is not the same thing. Chris Jericho will be there every week. Brock Lesnar is there like two weeks if we're lucky, then he's going to his form or wherever his form is, Minnesota, Canada, wherever it is. So I would understand it if they put the title on Chris Jericho. But my pick for champion in this match, he said it at the press conference, one of the first press, the very first press conference, if I'm not mistaken, for All Elite Wrestling. Definitely the very first press conference that they had. He said that he would be the first 
heavyweight champion in all elite wrestling and he will win this coming saturday adam hang man page with the win moving on to kenny omega versus Pac. Now, as I talked about earlier, this one was slated to be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. And obviously, John Moxley is out with injury. So, Pac is a phenomenal feeling. And this should be, like I said, I'm, I, every match, you can look at every match here and say that it's a match of the night candidate. But this one is going to be up there with the tops. And I expect a phenomenal match here. Obviously, it's been thrown together, so we can't expect much from a story standpoint. But if they get into it before the match, that'll get me excited enough. Pac is back to face off with Kenny Omega. As for your winner here, this is very interesting. Pac's first match with All Elite. Obviously, we have Kenny Omega, who is slated to go up against John Moxley. You would like to have his momentum go forward. As he gets ready for John Moxley. But as for the winner here, I am gonna go with Pac to pick up the victory. And maybe Kenny Omega gets his revenge at a later standpoint to get his momentum back. But for his first match's debut in All Elite Wrestling, was supposed to debut against Adam Hangman Page, it didn't happen. I am gonna go with Pac here to pick up the victory. So next up, we have the AAA Tag Titles on the line. A ladder match. It is the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. And I am very excited about this one, ladies and gentlemen. A definite, I think this one will be the match of the night. It has no choice but to be the match of the night. Two phenomenal tag teams, two athletic tag teams. And I'm a, look, man, this one is going to be great. Uh, one thing I will say that I am worried about ever since AEW has gotten going, the Young Bucks have had a tendency uh, for their matches to go on too long. Like, there is only but so many spots, I can believe, and only but so many near-fall kickouts that I can believe before it starts getting tired. Their tactic match with... Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes that went on way too long too many kickouts and I hope that's not the case uh, in this match here I don't hope it doesn't go on way too long like I want a long match it's a ladder match it's a very important match one of the biggest matches of the night so it has to have time and I'm not worried about that they will have time but I don't want it to go on too long as for the match itself I look forward to a phenomenal match as for your winners there is no reason to put the AAA tag titles back on the Young Bucks. So the Lucha Brothers will pick up the win here. And will pick up the win over the Young Bucks. I am going to say here. I am expecting a surprise appearance from LAX to debut at All Out at some point. After this match, maybe we have a Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks handshake. And here comes Ortiz and Santana. I cannot wait to see if it happens. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. We shall see. So moving on to the next matchup. Cody versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard in his corner. I got to say that I have been watching the road to all out all of the episodes. And I got to say that I'm very excited 
for Tully Blanchett, man. How about that? The guy that has gone back and forth. I whip Dusty Rhodes. Classic battles. Horsemen versus Dusty Rhodes. And a great guy to have in Sean Spears' corner. This goes all the way back to when Cody called Sean Spears a good hand. Sean Spears did not like that. And we had the unprotected chair shot on Cody. And I got to say that this has a little bit of heat to this feud. And I'm excited about it. At the end of the day, uh, the story dictates that Cody overcomes the nasty, mean heel that's wrestling logic. So I think Cody Rhodes will get the victory here. Although, I would not be upset whatsoever if they had Sean Spears pull off a unclean win maybe he hits him with another chair shot the referee doesn't see and he picks up the win that way at least that's the way i would book it so that sean spears first big match for all of you wrestling he gets a win and then cody can come back and get his win later on uh whether that be on AEW on tnt or in another match with a stipulation added to it so i am going to go with what i think will happen not with what i want to happen and that is i think cody rhodes will pick up the victory here so moving on to the next match we got the dark order versus the best friends checking t and Tripperetta. and i gotta say this is a interesting matchup winner gets a bye in the tag team championship tournament i gotta say that that stipulation is like I don't get that one. Like, okay, if I'm a if, if, logically speaking, if I'm a tag team in the tournament, why would I want to even I have a go into a pay facing somebody only to get a buy? I mean, if you don't get the buy, you gotta win in the first round anyway. So like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But moving on. Dark Order versus Best Friends. I didn't know who Dark Order was when they debuted. I think that was at Double or Nothing. But I've come to look at the guys, look up the guys, and Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, they are pretty interesting. They could cut a pretty good promo, and they're pretty good in the ring. So I actually expect a good match here, and I cannot wait to see how it all goes down. I asked for your winner. I am going to go with the best friends to pick up the victory. A phenomenal tag team. A charismatic tag team that I expect big things for in all elite wrestling. They could be your first AEW tag team champion. So I'm looking forward to that. Moving on, we got Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allin. And on the road to All Out, uh, we seen that... Okay, Joy Janela got into it with Enzo prior to, and they redid that, uh, which I thought was hilarious, uh, with Joy Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby all in. And I gotta say, it was a phenomenal uh, back and forth, a phenomenal brawl that all three of them got into, so it built up the match really well. The problem that I have with this match is, where's the stipulation? Like, we got all these, we got the bad boy, we got Darby Allin, and we got Jimmy Havoc, and there's no stipulation in all of this. Uh, at most, we're getting a Cracker Barrel. It's sponsored by Cracker Barrel. That's the only thing that I've seen close to a stipulation in this. So, we'll see how it all turns out. Obviously, a triple threat, it's no disqualification. So, hopefully, we get some weapons involved in this match. As for your winner, this might be the toughest one of the night to predict. I'm going to go with 
Jimmy Havoc to pick up the victory here and what should be a phenomenal match you got to bring out the tables you got to bring out the chairs you got to bring out the weapons in this match that's all I'm saying so moving on we're gonna move on to Rio versus Hikiro Shida and I gotta say that these ladies have done nothing but show up and show out ever since their debut at Double or Nothing if I'm not mistaken I have been thoroughly oppressed by all of these ladies and Ryo and Hikiro Shida in particular. They have done a phenomenal job and it seems like when I went to look up these ladies when in before they debuted at Double or Nothing, it seems like Hikiro Shida is the one. Like of all of the ladies that were debuting in that match at Double or Nothing, they had that six woman tag if I'm not mistaken. Hikiro Shida was the one. And I think that she is going to pick up the victory here. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the winner of this match will be slotted into the championship match on the debut show of AEW on TNT. So I'm very interested to see how that goes down. If that's the case, they need to announce it on All Out. If that's the case, you know, that's just a reported report. So we'll see how that goes going forward. I have Sheeta picking up the victory here. Next up. We got the Women's Casino Battle Royale, Dr. Britt Baker, Jazz, Sadie Gibbs, Till Piper, Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, Brandy Rhodes, Ali, Nala Rose, Yuka Sakizaki, and Eva Lee. Like a who's who of talent. And there are still, if I'm not mistaken, 11 names yet to be announced. And this is going to be a fantastic matchup. Of the names announced, the only one that I don't know too much about is Sadie Gibbs. So I'm very interested to see what she's all about. Hopefully she gets a lot of time. Uh, Till Piper, man. How about that Roddy Piper's daughter is getting involved in wrestling. I think that is phenomenally cool. It's great to see Eva Lee back as well. She was being held up by Lucha Underground. And she couldn't get out of a contract. She's finally out of a contract. So it's great to see her back as well. Jazz. How about that? Jazz is still going and still uh, kicking behind in wrestling. So I'm excited to see all of these ladies. And as for the winner of this match of the names listed, it is a very tough call uh, from the start. I've said that Britt Baker is the one of all the ladies that they have signed. Britt Baker is the one that I think that they should build uh, the women's division around. So if the winner is getting a title match. I am going to go with Britt Baker. Britt, Britt Baker, excuse me, say that two times fast. Dr. Britt Baker to pick up the victory in the women's casino battle royale. So moving on to the final match of the night. This will also be on the buy-in, the pre-show. Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. This should be a phenomenal match. Private Party, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy. I got to say that I didn't know much about these guys prior to their signing in AEW. But what I've seen so far of these guys, I have really liked. Got a couple of brothers with style and charisma and once they get in the ring man i said that man these guys can go as well they are the total package so i'm very excited about these guys obviously i know a whole lot about angelico and jack evans 
I, I watched them during that time in Lucha Underground. They can go in the ring as well. So this should make for an exciting pre-show match that should get us ready to go for the main show. At the end of the day, who picks up the victory here? I am going to go with the private party to pick up the win here. So that's it for the AEW card. That's it for this podcast and all all elite wrestling podcast. We broke it all down. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter at two sweet pod. That's the number two sweet P O D or at OMG Corey B on Twitter. Let me know all of your thoughts.